Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It's me, Rich, and I am back with, well, a review of Brentford uh, and also the games are coming thick and fast. So we're going to do a preview of, uh, of Fulham coming up tomorrow. So get your comments in, please, for um, your what your thoughts are with the Brentford game. I was obviously there, still slightly croaky from all the singing and, you know, all the drunken debauchery that goes on these away days. So, yeah, slightly delicate. And Kev will be joining me soon following his own uh, antics over the weekend. He was on a stag do, which I'm sure he will tell us all about. So, yeah, get your comments in, what your thoughts were on the Brentford game. And then we'll go on to the, uh, on to the Fulham game and, and, and what we think for tomorrow. Because after what happened it, 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 yesterday, Newcastle versus Tottenham, uh, I was actually in a pub with a load of Newcastle fans back up in Newcastle yesterday. And it was absolutely crazy couldn't believe what I was watching but now uh we win on we win tomorrow night and we actually go fifth and we'll go into it we'll talk about the the teams with games in hand um obviously we've got to get the job done against Fulham first but look points in the bag points on the board you know when when teams have got games in hand towards the end of the season it's always always difficult I also want your thoughts on are our injury problems um coming back to to bite us now with regards to um you know the squad depth and players not being not being able to be called upon is our lack of activity in the January window coming back to bite us potentially so comments on that as well because we saw pictures of Kamara with a boot on um and um and it doesn't look good you know and Coutinho has been out since February Leon Bailey and Matty Cash were meant to be a couple of weeks long injuries and it's it's been not like three, four weeks now. So, you know, is that affecting us? Because uh, what we saw on, on, on Saturday was, was quite encouraging in terms of some of the changes that were being made. But at, at the end of the day, we brought on two defenders, Chambers and Luca Dean, and we didn't have too much in attack to change it. So I'd be interested in your thoughts in the comments on what you're what you think. Um while we're on, please do hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button as well. As it says on there, we are over 1,350 now, which is fantastic. So thank you for all your support. But please do hit that like button. Help us spread the word of the channel. And please do hit that subscribe button. If you do want to donate to the channel as well, hit that dollar sign in the bottom corner. Get your super chats in. Get your super stickers in. Get your super comments in. Uh, and it's all much, much appreciated. We do have our Talking Tactics show coming tomorrow with Gareth. Um, reviewing the Brentford game I know the games are coming thick and fast but there were some interesting points to be made in that game um loads of comments already in uh true city fan one of our supporters here first Sophia's football talk says big up and brush says like share and subscribe my man Rich is in says what's up Rich I'm very well thank you and Michael's in the house good evening Duncan as well good evening mate Rod saying happy Monday what's up everyone great to see you Deontay hello um, yep, Duncan reckon we'll win tomorrow. I hope so. I really do. I, th- I am confident. You know, um, I actually thought it was a really good point on, on, on Saturday. And I think you guys might agree or disagree, but I think had that game been earlier on in the season, I think we might have crumbled a little bit once they got that goal on 66 minutes. And the second half seemed to go like, like in a flash. I, I couldn't believe it was the 87th minute that we scored the equaliser, but 
what really showed was that character of the side and we just kept going and kept going and kept going and ultimately could have won it at the end, you know, and, and sometimes you can go for a game and not play brilliantly and be frustrated, which I think Brentford really did well against us to do, but you've got to show that character to come through. Um, Rachel's in the house says, hi. Yeah. Hi, Rachel. Ho hope you're well. Yep. Decent point away from home. Absolutely. Um, Gary says, why did Levy have to sack him? Yeah, I think <laughs> the only thing is they've, they've got Ryan Mason in, so he obviously didn't help uh, He didn't help them get these results and he's still there. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, yeah, Poch is going to Chelsea. Um, we do need those lads back. The, the, some of the lads are looking, are looking a little bit tired, although I, do, I did think, like I say, it was one of those where we ended the game quite strong. So that's quite quite good. Um, it just, I'm a little bit frustrated as well that obviously Cameron Arch is banging in so many goals at the moment for Middlesbrough, which is great for him, great for his, for his experience. But if we're not using uh, Duran, what what are we doing then? We have we haven't really got any options to to change a game or to or to get a goal. And is that gonna is that gonna cost us? Because you know, obviously, I hope Holly Watkins gets gets his goal scoring boots on on tomorrow, which I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll get more goals, but that's a, that again is a slight concern that we, you know, we, we haven't got a lot of options off the bench. Um, yeah, it all depends on whether our races run or not. I agree. Uh, Rachel, I don't think we'll do it tomorrow. I think the squad depth is affecting uh, rotation, potentially, potentially. Loving the ride. Hope we win just to keep the momentum going. But if we can run, if we run out of steam due to a thin squad, I'm chill with it. I will snap your hand off a conference league. Yes, Rod. I mean, again, bit of perspective. We have to keep it a little bit in perspective that, you know, where we were, we, we always say this as Villa fans, but where we were kind of when Gerard was sacked, where we are now in the top six um, and, and challenging for it. It's just, you always have to take those opportunities when they come and, and you've got to expect, you know, Pochettino going in at Chelsea, they're going to, they're going to improve. You know, all these other clubs are going to push on and improve. And if we, if we get into this position now, then the, you know, that the board will, will, will hopefully put the hands in the pockets. Although, Again, you guys let me know in these comments because the the, the season ticket prices, you know, going up 15%, at least 15%. Um, money that they're getting, you know, with this whole end expansion that people can now pay for, you know, they're obviously asking for more money from supporters to push push on or, or so-called push on in the league or push the commercial um, aspects of the ground. You know, we've got to start see we've we've got to start getting that those results on the pitch because otherwise, you know, these these things are gonna come back to bite us. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um Michael, great point over the weekend was never going to be easy, but now we face a test of mentality. We need a strong mindset and to stick to the game plan. Absolutely, mate. Um it was a good point and you, you take it, your eighty seventh minute, you take the point, you know, and you get Louise was, was a lovely finish. Um, good move in the end. We kept the ball alive. Um, and Brentford, and I'll go into it with Kev. They're a tough, they were a tough side to play against. Remind me of the of the physicalness of like Stoke when back in the day when they were, you know, kind of really difficult for teams to play against, particularly at home. And we mentioned it on the preview show. They've only lost two games at home. They've drawn quite a few, which obviously we did, but they just make it really difficult. And, and Tony is a good player. You know, it was 
I've put, I've got a picture. It was built on, you know, the Watkins, Watkins v Tony show. And, um, he obviously got his goal. He's 19th of the season. And, um, you know, he, he looked good. There was a lot of great first touches, um, one touch passes. He knew where his players were. He had, he had quite a good understanding with, uh, Mbwemo. and, um, yeah, looked, looked very, very good. I, I don't think that they'll keep hold of him towards the, uh, you know, after, after this season, but looks a very, very, very good player. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it, it, it's, it was a good point. It was a good point. Um, uh, I have to say, um, and even even from from our point of view, I think one or two chances that we had, um, it, it, we kind of bookended the performance because I think first five ten minutes, I think we started really well, um, and then we ended the game really well. Um, so yeah, I think I, I just think it was a, it was a really good point to to get in terms of pl- and playing against a very very tough side. Like a, like a Brentford. Um, Kevy's in the house. We've got lo- loads of comments already, mate. So absolutely loads. I've covered a few. I've covered a few points. Asked a few questions of the of the uh, of the guys watching. It was just more so. I just was talking there about us almost bookending a performance of a very good start. You know, Emmy Brendier could have scored after two minutes, um, and then a very good end to the game. And it's a. I think it's a testament to our character that we are that we ended that game strong, particularly after score, scoring with, you know, on the 87th minute. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, sorry for being late. Uh, dash back from trying to keep fit myself at my age. Um, so, yeah, but a bit of traffic. Um, yeah, one of the big standout points to me. Um, here you go, Captain. No, not great. It's a bit crackly. Oh, one sec. Hello? Bit better. Try again. Yeah, um, how's that? Hear me? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, um, yeah apologies for my delays. I try to keep it my age, so yeah, here we are. Um, but yeah, um, one of the big standouts to me about the game is um, I think it's the mark of a good team. That, um, that doesn't play well. You sat, you sat, your sounds going again, mate. I'm really sorry. We'll drop drop him out. Right, we'll go through a few comments. I'll save your question for in a second, Rich. Uh, Michael's in the house. Evening, everyone. Evening, Michael. Just one or two little uh, technical issues. Rich says, from where we were, it was awesome. What Emery is absolutely. Uh, yeah, and a gr- great mentality. Rachel, I would be slightly disappointed of missing Europe, but I think top 10 is still a success. 100%. Uh, 100% is still a success, but it it would be it would be tinged with a little bit of disappointment. Um, really, revan- really random reviews is in the house. Hi, Rich. Yeah, good to see you, mate. Thank you for tuning in. I uh, wonder whether Duran goes on loan next season. Arch comes back. Yeah, that will be that will be interesting one to to discuss. I will raise that with Kev a little bit later. Um, yeah, we can't do anything about the squad at the moment. We can't re- regret the decision made. Stick together and continue to fight. Look, we we exactly we could be talking about this tomorrow after a great performance, and um, and be 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 buzzing. So, and Willie's in the house this evening, mate. We're doing so well this season. Can't wait for Emery to get his own players in. Yeah, and there's obviously rumours of various people coming in. Adamski's in the house. Uh, UTV. Yeah, hiya, mate. Hope you are well. Um, Yes, Kev, are you back? Testing, testing, one, two, three. There we are. Perfect, perfect. Right. I was singing Birmingham City songs. You missed them. Sorry. (laughs) 
So anyway, take three, right? Yeah, apologies I'm late, playing football myself, got to keep fit. Third time I've said that now. Um, so um, I think it's a mark of a really, really good team that can play not very well for the majority of the game away from home in a game that, if you have said this, we would have lost that under previous managers, I think. And if it had gone on for the five minutes, I think we would have won it. So, like, I think it's a really, really good sign that the last, what, I, mean, I, saw, I was on a stag do the weekend, so I saw it on a bit of a dodgy stream on a phone in a pub. But from <laughs> what I can see, you know, the last 15, 20 minutes, we were, we were pressing, we were getting closer and closer, we were knocking on that door hard. And in the end, it's a great point. It's a great point in this, in this European charge. Exactly, exactly, and uh, you've you. I, I mentioned it before when before you came on, but and and the, I think you know generally the comments agree. Like previous parts of this season, and certainly even even like previous seasons, after going one nil down after sixty six minutes, sixty seven minutes, previous seasons, previous iterations of this season, we'd have got beat in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it just, I mean, if you think about some of the, I think some of the away, away, away performances haven't been sensational at times, you know, I don't think, I think, you know, on another day, Chelsea might have beaten and see if they could have had someone to finish off the chances. And, you know, the Leicester game was sort of last minute, you know, pretty much like the last, last few minutes to get the, get the win. But all of them share the same level of battling qualities. And I think if you can keep yourself in the game, if you can make yourselves difficult to beat, you always give yourself a chance then. And, Villa, the confidence must be coursing through their veins. They've scored in every single one of Uri Emery's games. Um, a statistic yeah. that's been doing the rounds that no manager has ever had their first 19 games as a Premier League manager and scored in each one. So this is now a, now a record in the Premier League era. So the players must be thinking, they must be thinking that they're going to score in, that, in, in each game. And the clean sheets we've had and the, the lack of goals we've conceded in the last, last run of games... They must be feeling pretty good about keeping them out the other end. So combine those two things, you know, difficult to difficult to to stop us scoring and not easy to score against us, and that makes you competitive in this league, very competitive. Yeah, and a couple of comments that take us nicely into you know that that kind of hard to beat. You know, obviously a bit of a spanner was thrown in the works with with you know uh, Robin Olsen having to come on at half time. Emmy Martinez not very well, some sort of bug. Um, and you could you you could tell that the way that Villa approached the game totally changed in that second half, and that's where it was needed that you know for the likes of Conser and the likes of Mings to step up. But we just didn't quite have that confidence behind us, and that that's to be expected. But you know to, that makes getting that result even even better. I, I would say. Yeah, it's. It's a huge blow, isn't it, when Martinez isn't playing? The, the form that he's been in in the last few months since the World Cup. You know, I mean, some of us were maybe questioning whether he could fit this Emery system. I, I can't remember what the game was. But not that long ago when he, he kept kicking it out of play. I remember thinking, I'm not sure he's got it, but I think he's getting better and better at adapting to this Emery style of play. The ball at his feet, but also he's, he seems to be commanding his box better than he ever has done it in his time at Villa. Plucking crosses out in the air. And that just breeds a sense of just safety and surety at the back line. So he goes off, Olsen comes on, there's a collective holding of our breath as a Villa fan base based on what we've seen before. He must know it, the defence must know it, and then all of a sudden he, he drops one, he should have kept kept hold of. Somehow Sharda doesn't score for them. I didn't. I, I, honestly, I didn't realise how much of an open goal it was. 
yeah, it was it was a real, real chance missed. But and then you know, it, could he have done better for the? I, I was watching that that Tony goal back. I don't know if he could have done better. He went through his legs, didn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's Ashley Young's fault, I think, to be honest. And 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 throughout the game, they were targeting Young. You know that that, that young lad who missed the open goal. He he was specifically targeting getting behind Ashley Young, and and then Tony was pulling over to that side when crosses were coming in. So they were specifically targeting him. And I think for that, when I've seen watched the highlights, obviously where we were standing, it was the other side of the ground where they scored. So it was difficult to see, but apparently when it looked like Den Donker was pointing to Ashley Young to watch, watch out for Tony behind on, on his shoulder. And he just let, he just let him go. I think he tried to think he, he thought he could, he could stretch and get a foot on just before Tony did, but the, but the, the ball, the crossing was too good. Maybe we could have stopped the cross, but I'd be, I'd be less inclined to blame the goalkeeper when a ball goes flashing across like that. I know, but, um, I know. But it, but it, it but it's, it's general confidence around crosses into the box that, you know, a goal, a goalkeeper doesn't just have to come and claim everything. It's what he brings to the defense, which means that they can push out a couple of, of extra yards or, you know, what or or they've got confidence of giving that goalkeeper that specific area to manage rather than having to feel like they've got to drop in there to to give you know those the, the opposition players that little bit more space so it, it it's that really that that was the the issue um just in terms of of the defense being not quite as sure as sure with him in goal but look it was only the one goal like i say they had a couple of real of near misses um but I, I still don't think they like other than that open goal and, and the goal they scored. I think they only had one other chance. I think Martin has saved. Other than that, I don't recall them having real guilt edge, like lots of guilt edge chances. You know, not like the Newcastle game that we had. That Gary says, you know, we we're obviously never going to reach the highs of that game. But from what yeah. I remember, I, I know Buendia had a good shot that I said mentioned in the first couple of minutes. McGinn had two shots, one that just went wide, one that the keeper tipped onto the post in the first half. And then obviously after our goal, you know, we had Louise had another effort that was just wide from that 25 yards. And then if Watkins doesn't head that head that shot right, head the ball right at the end, then Buendia's potentially got a much easier header. Ramsey missed a good chance. Ramsey missed as well. Yeah, that's so, a bit of composure yeah. there. Side foot in the corner. Yeah, exactly. So there were there were chances. There were definitely chances for us, and it was quite nice to see you know Luca Dean come on in and making a little bit of an impact as well. Yeah, I actually thought that was good. There's been a, a few points made, isn't it, about players having a little bit of a renaissance under uh, under Emery. You know, Den Donker obviously had a great performance in that, that Newcastle game. It was nice to see, um, and Dean. Yeah, so hopefully there's you know there's hope for um, Coutinho to come back in and do something for the end of the season. Um, but I thought he, he looked actually really good from what I could see, Dean, when he came on. Moreno had obviously had a bit of a tough time. And um, there are, when Brentford are at it, they're a good team. Let's not forget they've only been beaten by Newcastle. It's, it's the way that front three move, like particularly with Tony, they just do everything in one with one touch. It's so it's it's really good. It's really good to watch. I mean, when they lose one or two of those players, it's going to be quite difficult for them to replace them, I think. But yeah, they, they make it really difficult for you to push to push forward, particularly like the way that we wanted to. So, yeah, it was nice to have a D, Luca Dean option because Moreno was finding it quite difficult to get forward. 
Yeah, and it just goes to show actually having decent players on the bench. You know, Dina, he's not had the heights, you know, hit the heights he should have hit really at Villa from what we've all expected in the last what year and a half. But he's, you know, he's not that old and he's clearly still still a decent player. So, you know, um, I, I just look, we've got to keep our keep our fingers crossed that Martinez is back. Let's just say that. Um we 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 you know it's like like when you play five side football and you've got a rubbish keeper in goal, you're like, no shots, no shots. Because you know, you know, <laughs> a bit of pressure on, isn't it? And and Villa, you know, we're, we're pretty good at keeping the opposition at bay at the moment. But I just don't feel confident when you know crosses in the box. I'm just a bit worried. His reaction times, I'm just a bit worried. I just think that once a keeper gets a little bit of a, I don't know, they just they they feel nervous themselves. It's very difficult for them to get out of that. We've seen plenty of good keepers over the years. Joe, look at Joe Hart. Joe Hart was was I thought was going to break the England appearance record. Overnight, he dropped off. You know, Villa, I think someone's put in the comments, we've had a few scandalous Scandinavian keepers. <clears throat> Ankerman wasn't the same, was he, since since what happened to him in that, that Blues game? Neeland. Um, Neeland, absolutely. This, absolutely. Once confidence goes, because every mistake is so highlighted, isn't it? You misplace a pass in the middle of the park. Sometimes nothing happens. You know, Watkins misses a chance. He gets another chance to do it. You have a Rick as a goalie. Yeah. It's it's bad. It's bad. Bad news. You've got to be such a consistent performer as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, all the comments. Uh, Belgian and Brummy Villain. Olsen is so dodgy. We need a new backup keeper when he comes on. The defense becomes nervous. Yeah. And really, random reviews commenting as well. Rich saying, you know, the defense dropped ten yards. So there's there's so many that you know need with this goalkeeper. We, but Michael said we can't we can't change it now. So you know we might as well support him. If he is playing tomorrow, I did want to ask a quick, quick question of you as well. Was how do we, with regards to you know the Martinez situation, is going to be assessed tomorrow? You know the likes of Bailey, Cash, Kamara, uh, Coutinho still injured. Are we? Are we suffer? Are we going to? Are, is that going to come to bite us a little bit in terms of these players not coming? You know potentially not coming back and, and the potential lack of activity in the in the in the transfer window um I've, I've asked the guys in the comments we you know the general feeling is look, we've just got to go with what we got and be happy where we are but are we you know is it going to be one or two changes that that, that, that that just that we can't make that's going to cause villa to, to suffer you know when you play a computer game right um and um you got like different assets and like you might have speed, strength, stamina, food. We've all got different assets. I look at the weakness of some of our rivals for these European positions being the number of games. They've got to play some of them. Positives, you can get points on the board, but you know, Brighton have got seven games, haven't they? Play, they've got to play. Man United, they've been on a the end of a heavy date, like real painful defeat in Seville on Thursday. They've gone to extra time and then penalties on Sunday. And they've got Spurs on Thursday night. We've got way more rest, more in the legs, and they're losing some of their good players. That's their negatives. Our negative is our squad, without a doubt, because we are an injury for, to Watkins or Louise or McGinn away from having some real trouble. And if you lose Watkins now, what are you doing? You're playing John Duran, and he's very, very unproven, proven this level. You lose him again, and then Den Duncan starting every game, and I don't know if he's got the legs to mm. these games. You lose a, a, an Ashley Young... Maybe you're playing a Seb Brevin. Um, you lose a centre-half. Chambers or Carlos is back in, and Carlos has got no football in his legs. So we are on the edges now, and we really need to make sure we don't get any more injuries and get some of these players back. 
the momentum can get you some somewhere, can't it? You know, we've seen the likes of a trail ray come in and have an impact, and Donkey obviously did well, did well in that game. Young's had a great impact all season. Um, so it can happen, but I think we're kind of on the on the precipice now of it, it could all go it could all go tits up for a better phrase. Yeah, no, it, and as I say, we could be talking tomorrow and we'll we'll go on to the Fulham game in a second. We could all be talking tomorrow, you know settled side great great performance blah blah blah. you know we still talk about a great a really good result on on saturday don't let's not let's not get it you know get it mixed up we've we've come back into the game we've shown that we it wasn't like we ended the game tired we we really pushed it so you know that's a good sign um so yeah let's let's um let's keep positive 100 yeah, percent. and that's I was what gonna say, mate, comments are saying i was gonna say matt as well i don't think we can at any point fault him for not strengthening the squad you know whether the players are available or not he's we don't know what Villa were prepared to do but we think we, we all seem to believe most people do that he wasn't just adding bums on seats for him he wanted to add the right kind of players but since that's happened we've been absolutely unbelievable in the league unbelievable mm. you know and our form has been so good that you can't even if it doesn't turn out how we want it to turn out and we tail off a little bit this season under Emery has been such positive that I don't think we can look back now and rue it I think we've just got to accept the situation that we're in and um, keep our fingers crossed and keep our foot on the throttle. Yeah, 100%. 100%, mate. A couple of players I just wanted to, to highlight uh, in terms of positive performances. Uh, firstly, the, the goal scorer, um, Dougie Louise. Um, you know, great character, like I say, to, to come back into the game in the box with, the, with three or four minutes to go. Uh, you know, obviously not including stoppage time. And uh, yeah, continue to push, to push and push and push, and competed in that midfield, and you know got his rewards, at, at, you know, with with a goal and a vital one at that. And and a lot of his kind of comments in in interviews and stuff has been, you know, really about. It's almost like a change in tone with Louise. I know, I know they say what they've got to say in an interview, but you can almost see him kind of like leading the team now, almost. Yeah, for a player that has obviously been fairly vilified every uh, uh, Villa career. Um, I think he's one of the most important players in our team now. I, I'd go as close to say it. He might potentially be my favourite player in the team. I, I, I just think the ways ways kicked on, the way it dictates the tempo of the game. Look, if Kamara had stayed fit, you know, Mings, Watkins, you've got some players in the team who've been brilliant. McGinn's been great since Christmas. But Louise, I think he's absolute quality and I think he's getting better and better. You know, he's 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 driving forward at times. You know, he's he looks so composed on the ball. But what he's done is that's, that's five goals this season for him now, which must be his best return in the Premier League. Um, and it's to say he won't get some more in, in um you know at the end of the season. It, I just I just think what he's got, you can see now he's exuding confidence, and I think he looks like he belongs. And he looks like as well, you know, what, what, to think when we were gonna send him to Arsenal and we were like, oh, let's take the 25 million and, and carry on. Well, it was just like he was taking. It, it just seemed to be like he was taking so long on the ball. And I know we've talked about this um, till the cows come home, and we talked about this in related to McGinn. You know, having options on the ball makes you want to pass the ball more and 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 quicker. And that's the point, isn't it? He's now got options to pass it to. It's not just simply, or oh, just pass it back to Mings and pass it or pass it back to Konsa. Like now, he's got players to pa- play the ball into in between the lines. He can go out wide to a 
uh, to a, a Moreno or a Dina or go out wide to a Traore or a, or a, a McGinn, whoever's out on that side, or a Leon Bailey. You can go in, into Watkins. Like there's, there's so many options or different players like constantly moving that he can that he can utilise his passing ability. And then at the right times, he can get himself into the box. And, you know, he's quite cool and composed with his finishing. Like, he's generally... You know, he keep, you know that goal against Tottenham uh, on New Year's Day, beautiful finish. That right. one on, on Saturday wasn't an easy finish. You know, he did it first no. time after a, a fastball from Buendia. So he, he proved when he gets into the box, he, he can put the ball away, ball in the back of the net. Yeah, and look, that's five goals and five assists from this season. You know, Bailey has maligned as he's been at times, five goals, three assists. Buendia's got five goals, three assists. Ramsey's got four goals, six assists. You look across that midfield and some of those front players, he was not maybe always had much output from. And what's that's 19 goals out of those four? I mean, it's all, all valuable. You, you look at the opportunities. McGinn probably should have scored a few more. Coutinho should have scored a few more. Trail Ray's obviously come in and got, got, got a couple. But these goals are vital from that team. Watkins isn't going to score in every game. I know it feels like he is sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they marshaled him well on Saturday. They really did. Like, um, did. Ben Mee and uh, Ethan Pinnock just didn't really give him a kick, to be fair. And he never really couldn't really get in behind them. They defended quite deep. Um, so they could, you know, not like man, not like Newcastle, where the space was all in behind them. So they, they watched us well and they coped with us really well. Um, Buendia is getting a lot of love in, in the chat. So that's good. You know, good to see him um, busy. I thought he was busy more than kind of. And he was looking to do things against uh, against Brentford, which is what you want to see. You know, it's not always going to come off, particularly where they played. You know, with that that quite you know three centre backs and then the, the the wing backs. It was quite difficult to get through them. But yeah, it was good to see him busy. But the player that I wanted to to highlight was Ez, Ezri Konzer. I thought, you know, we've obviously given Mings a lot of credit the last few games, but quietly, whether whether you know whether it's quietly or not from from our perspective, but I just thought he. You know, obviously Tony's a really, really good player, um, and and Bremo's a good player. But I just thought Conte was excellent, particularly again second half when we had, uh, you know, when we had Olsen in goal, and he's been really consistent. That 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 centre back partnership, Conte and Mings, is is up there with one of the best in the league at the minute. Yeah, I think if you if you look at the the Premier League right now. You mentioned Pinnock and, Pinnock and me. I mean, me was I think people might have seen him on on, on Sky Sports the other night, but. He wins. He's got one of the most headers in the league this season, and he's only six foot. You know, yeah. You look look at the Brighton centre half pairing, whether you know whether it's Webster and Dunk or, you know, obviously whoever they've got at the back. If you look at the Villas, and I think three slightly more unfashionable teams outside of the, the, the traditional top four. And I think they're they're the three best centre half pairings in the league. Um, yeah. I think one thing that they've got way better at, and maybe not quite Brighton levels, but Konza and Ming is is, is playing out from the back. Um, but more importantly, just the heart and desire to keep the ball out of the net. I mean, what's that now? That's only our second goal we've conceded from open play um, in, what, nine games? Nine, nine games? games. Nine games, yeah. Third, third, goal, third goal conceded in nine games. And like, like you said, one of them was a penalty. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And cons is someone else. The great thing about this run and what Emery's done, I've never been more more convinced now like the importance of a good manager, what it does. You know, I've always given Guardiola a bit of grief over the years. Like, come on. If I was managing Barcelona, Bayern Munich and Man City, I'm sure I'd do all right. Um, but um, you look at what Villa have done under this effectively Dean Smith team. 
and the improvement and players at times, you know, a lot of Villa fans, us, us included at times, have said, is Konza maybe good enough at the next level? Is McGinn, is his race won at Villa now? He's not been off the ball for a bit. Watkins, he's maybe not good enough. My God, I mean, if you look at some of these... Mings is another one. Look at some of these players now. And you, you could get a lot of money for them. Well, we, we, Yeah, I mean, just, just finishing out. I will go through some comments, guys. We've got so many coming in. So please, please don't uh, be offended if we don't read them out. There's just so many coming through. But yeah, um, I've lost my train of thought there now. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just think... What, sorry, what were you what were you just saying there? Help me get my train of thought back. Just how the, a great coach can get some of these players that we thought maybe maybe they weren't. Yeah, popular. yeah, yeah. Well, we did a show and we were like, we were like, we'd only keep two of these players. I remember. We, we, remember. Were, like, <laughs> we were like, we'll literally keep uh, Martinez and and Kamara, and we even what we even debated Martinez. Yeah. We yeah. did, we did, we did. And look, listen, the players have to take some responsibility, right? They have to. I'm sure they weren't all down in tools, but you get a good system, you get some good belief from, from, from the person at the helm. The this team are doing wonders. The belief they've put into the fan base. And we've got, you know, we yeah, absolutely hit the like button. But you know, we've um we've got everyone, all of our pod family, you know, we've we've got all of the, the the Villa Twitterverse out there believing we can finish in European positions, it's unbelievable. We've done our running show. Another rival pod did their running show recently as well. We're all finishing in Europe. You know, we're looking exactly. at games. I can't, still can't believe it. I'm looking at games away at Man United, away at Liverpool, home to Spurs, teams that consistently have finished in like the top four positions. And I'm most worried about Wolves because it's a derby. I think I think we're going to beat Man United next Sunday. I might be absolutely off my head, but to even even for me to think that is mental. That's what Unai Emery's done. Everybody, that's what Unai Emery's yeah. done. Yeah, Willie says what I love about this team is the fans and the team were disappointed with a point where before heads would go down after one nil. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, let's let's go on to Fulham because uh, Belgian uh, and Brummy villain has mentioned Coutinho. He doesn't think he's injured. I think there might be something going on behind the scenes. Um, mm. Obviously, we're talking before about the injuries, but this, like I said, there's still no, there's still no um, uh, Kamara, still no Cash, Bailey, and obviously no Coutinho. With regards to the game coming up uh, tomorrow, what, would you make any changes, or uh, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Ashley Young there, quite a few games in a row. Is it time for Callum Chambers to come in? Does Does Luca Dean has he done enough to get it, get into the get into the side on Sun, on Tuesday? Sorry, what what would you do? I, mean, I think you've got to look at the threats that um, that Fulham have got. They haven't got their main threat, have they, Mister Mitrovic? No. No, and they got a decent win. You know, Leeds are absolutely fighting for their life. I know they've bowed the back of conceding 11 goals in two games, but, you know, it's still a decent win. Um, but they haven't got that big, like, big, tall striker, have they? That maybe that, you know, that we would have to consider. But they have got some fairly decent wide players. You know, Wilson, Willian, Pereira, obviously, he's, he's, he's pretty nifty. Deckard, yeah. he's pretty nifty. Uh that Cabano's all right when he came on. I just think they've got some pretty nippy players. Now, Ashley Young fit and, you know, with a little bit of energy left in his legs, I think would, would do a solid job, but he looked a little bit fatigued, didn't he? There's been a lot mm. of games 
even though we're not, you know, even though obviously we're a lot every... of games and a lot of fast wingers. You know, he's had he's had Harvey Barnes, he's had Jacob Jared Murphy, Bowen. Bowen. yeah, yeah, he's had um, uh, Almiron. Like he's had a lot of good players to, to come up against in the last few weeks, hasn't he? So yeah, Jared Bowen. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I mean, I wonder whether. I mean, look, it all depends how Ashley Young is. If if his numbers are good in training and then his, his stats are good, I think he'll play. If he doesn't play, I think I'd probably put Conza to right back and bring in Chambers or if Carlos is fit. Um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Cham- Chambers came on at right back and he looked pretty good. I mean, maybe Chambers. Um, but again, just... that, that's, a, that's a Brentford side where we're trying to push just to think, right, we need to try and get back into it. Um, but yeah, it's it's one to think about. Um, obviously, I, think, I haven't got you to put your starting lineup in, but I guess the midfield picks itself at the minute. Louise, McGinn, uh, Ramsey, Buendia. No real changes there. Well, it's Dendonka, isn't it? Is it Dendonka or Traore? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dendonka or Traore. Because obviously McGinn was tracking out to that right-hand side more on on, uh, on Saturday. Didn't quite work in the first half as such. Um, no, but he came more into it in the second half. So, yeah, do you... Yeah, do we do we go with kind of the... You know, Dan was perfect for that, for that Newcastle game, but... Is he is he going to be outmaneuvered by say a Fulham side where we might need a bit more guile and a bit more kind of speed speed in the midfield and then a bit more trickery out wide with a Triore? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one really because I, I I keep wondering when is Duran going to get a start at any point? Well, look, I don't I honestly don't think I know there's been comments in the, you know in in the in the chat about you know does he is he just being kind of really sort of blooded in as he's very, very raw in terms of just training with the first team, coming with the squad, making the odd appearance here or there, but maybe going out on loan next season and Archer being being used more. Because to me, against a Brentford side that is physical, um, and it would have been, the, for me, it would have been the ideal game to bring him on, causing a bit of chaos, second balls. It just it just surprises me that he's not being used. Um, yeah. That's that's well, what's so I I don't think he'll start him in a game of this magnitude. Well, yeah, but I looked at um I don't know if anyone else has been catching up with the I think the last time we played Fulham or maybe like a couple of seasons ago, whatever, when we beat them three one was it? Yes. Scored. Um, Trez, our Egyptian king, got a couple of goals. Um, and Keenan Davies looked great in that game. I mean, absolute physical bustling striker. You know, he set up one of the goals, didn't he, for Trezeguet? And that just made me think, like you know. A bit of physicality. They've only got Watkins, but another option. Trail rate has obviously done pretty well, but I he's, he scored two vital goals. Has he done much else in the games? Not really. Well, he's, he's, he's not like that's not what he's like, though, is it? That's that's just not what he's about. He's he's literally about output. He isn't going to do a load of the other stuff. He isn't gonna. He isn't gonna be like ninety five percent passing rate or you know mm. tackles in the game. What he's gonna be is someone who will get on the end of a chance, do something out of the ordinary and, and do, you know, and, and, you know, bend one in, bend one in first time, you know, with three minutes to go. That's what you get with, that's what you get with him, with Troy right? You're not going to get a consistent, like, performance as a wide player. You're just not going to get it, but you might win the match with him. Yeah, we are really limited with options. You know, the fact <laughs> we're, we're considering... That you know whether we we might potentially play Dean, you and maybe play Moreno further forward says says all you need to know, doesn't it, about our options on the bench? 
Uh, I, I honestly think I think he will play Traore over Dan Duncan because it's a home game against the team we're expected to win. So we'll have another, another attacking threat. Um, but I think it would depend on how the players have coped. You know, they've not had that, that much recovery time. So I think we'll have to have to have a good look at them. Series available. There might also be a factor in um, in terms of whether it's Olsen or Martinez because if well, it's yeah. Olsen, yeah. if it's Olsen, I think we'll play it longer. And if we play it longer, we might need a bit more physicality to, to pick, pick up their second ball. So yeah, um, yeah. That, could, that could be a factor as well. Agreed, mate. Deontay has got a start in the 11 as Martinez, fingers crossed. Young, Conson, Mings, Moreno, McGinn, Louise, Dendonka, Ramsey, Watkins, Buendia. Um, and then I think we had another team from Belgian villain says Olsen, Chambers, Mings, Considine, Dendonka, Louise, Ramsey, Buendia, McGinn and Watkins. So Luca Dean coming in for Moreno, uh, Olsen obviously in, and Chambers in there as well. So a few changes there. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I think a few people, T1 thinks putting Chambers in there. Uh, Andy Vale says they're very fast down their left-hand side, so it could be an issue there. Um, Rachel says would like to see if Carlos is ready enough. We haven't yeah. talked about him at all. No, it just doesn't feel Again, like... just start him. Has he had any minutes yet since he's come back in the squad? No minutes. He just had that behind-closed-doors game against Bristol Rovers. Yeah, and you'd think if he was ready, maybe that, he would have got... That tells, that, that tells you quite a lot as well, doesn't it? It does. Because when you're trying to shore things up, he's going straight to Chambers, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, and also, like, was did we did he see enough from Carlos in that whatever 60, 70 minutes that he played behind closed doors to suggest that he needs way more, way more recovery time? Yeah, maybe. And maybe he's in the squad. I think it's been said, isn't it, that he wants to kind of get his confidence up and get him back around the group. So, yeah, yeah we, we're really limited, you know, and that's um, there's not that many games left. I think there's enough in this team, in this team, in this squad, as if they, um, if they, if they can keep everybody fit. Um, I don't think there's, is there any more midweek games coming up? I don't know if there is either after this. No, we've got, so the calendar, yeah, what's the calendar? We've got Fulham tomorrow. Uh, Sunday we've got Man United then the week after following week we've got Wolves following weekend we've got Spurs then Liverpool then Brighton yeah so this is the last midweek then it's one a week from there isn't it so yeah so you'd have to yeah. hope that you know can they just can they just get enough can we just get this team get get to the finish line get in a European position and then really add to the squad you know let's not mm. forget this. there's a few loan players to look at as well we've got out on loan Add to the squad, make 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 this squad ready to not just have a, you know, a decent stab at European football next season, but to have a real go at top six again. Yeah, yeah. Lee makes a good point. Um, when you look at Emery's coaching, you can rate it by asking this question, how many times do we make the same mistake twice? Not many. This is the mode of continuous progression. I think that's a really good point, you know, and we, we do, I think some of his comments after the Newcastle game, after the Brentford game have been like, I don't, I haven't rested like since five months ago or whatever. I continually do the same thing. I continually analyse the performances. How can we get better and better and better? So you can absolutely bet your bottom dollar. He will have looked at Fulham and he'll know, he'll know you know, how to play against them, what we need to do, what passing moves we need to set up. And he'll yeah. be setting setting all that up ready for tomorrow. He's even said in his recent recent interview about um, how Mings and Konza can get better. Oh, I think yeah. it's great. I yeah, think it's, you know, yeah. He, he's he's giving. Well, it's praise. great to say when you're winning games and you're getting results, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. it's it, it's great to say that, and that's what you want. You want to keep those standards high. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I'll just get the stats up. We'll, we'll go through the stats. While I'm doing that, guys, please hit that like button. Uh, I know T1 um, messaged everyone. So do what T1 says. If, if you don't want to listen to me, just listen to T1. Uh, tell him to hit that like button and hit that subscribe button as well. If you're new to the channel, we're over 1,350, really close to 1,400. And then obviously wanting to push past 1500 onto 2k so please do hit that like button and uh, hit that subscribe button if you want to donate to the channel any donation is amazing put a super chat in there and uh yeah all goes to help the channel grow and to help us put on shows like this and like talking tactics and everything like that um so head to head mate 29 games played in the premier league against fulham yeah. uh, i was actually surprised that we that our our um our wins have been as high as this. So that's not actually too bad. We've won 11 in total. They've won seven. Um, we've, we've won three times away from home at, at their ground. Um, and they've won six at home. Um, and we've drawn 11 times. Obviously, earlier this season, Craven Cottage. Uh, oh, sorry. And home, we've won eight times. And they've only won at Villa Park once. So, um, you know, obviously the, earlier on this season was the, the fateful game for Steven Gerrard getting beat 3-0. Uh, the Trezeguet game, I think that was that one, 3-1 at 4th of April in lockdown season. Um, yeah. Then we beat them 3-0. Uh, that was a great result. I think Grealish yeah. got himself a goal. Hurrahan got himself a goal. Yeah. 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 Previous to that, we're talking 2014 and 2013 where they did the double over us. So, obviously, we had quite a few games in the championship. I remember Jonathan Codger scoring a cracking goal in the championship against them. But, you know, obviously mixed form over recent, but we've won two out of the last three against them. But obviously we'll want to we want to avenge this season's 3-0 drubbing that we got. Let's like let let's get back to some some natural order, right? Aston Villa should be beating Fulham at home. <laughs> I knew you'd say this. <laughs> yeah. And we had a bit of a spell in the doldrums, didn't we? Where we weren't a great Premier League team for a bit, and we were obviously in the Championship, messing around the Championship. But look, I almost think you saw what happened, obviously, when we played Newcastle, um, based on the previous performance against Newcastle this season. I think the players will be absolutely motivated to, you know, some of them, whatever, whatever the situation was with Gerard, will have sent had a real sense of their pride being wounded. Um, at that 3-0 defeat. I mean, it was an absolute battering away at Craven Cottage. It was horrible, wasn't horrible it? Night. I mean, I'm glad... Thursday I'm glad. night. It was on Amazon Prime, I think, the game. Oh, yeah. A, a, la a lagging, like, stream. You couldn't... You know what Amazon Prime's like. You can't watch it properly. Um, it takes you about 10 minutes to log in, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And, um, and but uh, we were absolutely showing how to play football by a newly promoted team. So, look... I don't really think there'll be too much in terms of Fulham think they've got one over us. I think it'll be an absolute different game because I don't think they'll batter us. I think it'll and be... And the, the atmosphere tomorrow night should be tremendous, shouldn't it? It should be electric. Well, it says a lot that they are still pushing, albeit an outside chance of European positions, and I haven't sold out the relocation. So yeah, more, yeah, more we, we'll be, yeah, we'll have, yeah, we'll have the seats in the upper Doug, Doug Ellis as well, so... Look, if you go in, just make that atmosphere like electric, make it intimidating. It's a Tuesday night, it's the last midweek game of the season. Just just really, really just put it get it beyond get beyond the players and really put it up Fulham because we need to win this game and it'll just be incredible if we get if we get the result and push us into fifth position. 
Looking at that form, obviously three defeats in a row for them, but they've won their last two, um, beating Everton and Leeds, obviously relegation candidates. Um, and Villa, obviously four wins out of five, kept that unbeaten run going, now unbeaten in nine. So, you know, both teams in pretty decent, pretty decent, very recent form. But obviously, you know, Fulham, they've conceded a few goals. So we know that we can get goals against them. And as you pointed out, Kev, we haven't conceded many. No, so, mate, say that again. Say decent, recent again. I like that. It was good. <laughs> right. De- decent, recent. Um, decent, recent form. I love it. Um, it feels like every week now is what we're saying the same thing. Biggest game of the season. Biggest game of the season. I'm sure if we if we were playing um, ba- Bailey's Basingstoke, I'd be like, biggest game of the season. But it is, isn't it? It's massive. You know, you yeah. can beat a hopefully quite tired Man United uh, um, and do the double over them. When was the last time we did the double over Man United? Wish someone, wish someone could tell me that. Um, and beat Fulham. I mean, these these two games, you win these two games with the way how Spurs are playing. You know, with Liverpool kind of bit, getting back to a bit of form, I think that is... It's such a huge thing for this football club. 100%, man. Seven points from these three games would be brilliant. But, yeah, season so far, obviously, we're in sixth position at the moment. They're in ninth, 15, we've won 13. They've won, drawn the same amount of games. Uh, They've lost 12, we've lost 11. They're pretty much the same average goal score per game. We're slightly better in terms of conceded. We've got more clean sheets and we we do create more chances per game. And then, obviously, their biggest win was against us. So, look, um, it's there for us to win. And I think you you bang on what you're saying, mate. You know, getting that natural order back um, would be would be the way to go. And their recent form has been they picked up a little bit. They lost, you know, lost quite heavily at home to to Arsenal. They lost away at Brentford. Conceded three goals in both those games. Um, they then had a had a bad loss away at Bournemouth. Conceded two. Lost. At, Lost at home to West Ham, and then they've beaten full, beaten Everton. I mean, that's not tricky, is it really? Um, and beaten Leeds, two teams that are not in great form. So this is since they had that bad run. This is the, probably the first decent team they're playing again. If they've got any ambitions to get in the European spots, they're going to have to win it. So they, I imagine they'll be up for the game. Well, you think they would be being professional footballers. So this is it for Villa. We've we've done well this season, I think, for teams we should beat. Now I know some of us could have said we should beat Brentford if you want to get Europe, but they've been. They've been excellent this season, only losing to Man City and, and obviously Newcastle at home. Fulham, in not amazing recent form, who've dropped off from that start of the season. Natural order, please, let's have it. We, we need three points for the Villa boys tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'll come to you for a score prediction, Kev. We've got a couple of score predictions in already, so I'll read them out. Um, get your score predictions in, guys. Um, what do you think the score is going to be tomorrow? Uh, just a last push, just hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, really help us grow the channel. Um, and yeah, get any of your comments in around the, around the scoreline, um, who's going to score as well. So who have we got? I'm sure I saw a comment from Aaron. Yes, he's back in the house. He is saying we are going to win 3-1. Um so absolutely, mate. Good to have you back on board. Confident as ever. Um, who else has mentioned the scoreline? Did uh, Michael says we need to win tomorrow? So I'm going for a three-nil win under the lights and a full house at Villa Park. That would be amazing. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Deontay says Aston Villa two, Fulham nil. Um, Adamski four-nil Villa. What a result that would be. 
Um, Rich says 2-0 Villa. Watkins and McGinn up the Villa. Duncan is saying 2-0 Villa. Um, Belgian and Brummie Villa saying 3-0 Fulham. Surely our run comes to end at unbeaten. Jesus run. Christ. It can't, mate. It can't. Please don't be right. Please don't be right. Please don't be right. And I hope I hope I know what you're doing. I hope I hope I've, I can see what you're doing there. Uh, <laughs> Gary says we will win or draw. Okay. Or lose. No. Yeah, win or draw. Uh Rachel saying 1-0 either way. So a very close game there. So generally positives. Um T1 said, if Olsen in goal, they may score one. If Martin is, is in goal, we'll say she's saying 3-0. So, I think we've got about 70-75% confidence rate in terms of wins, but a few people just hedging their bets a bit. What what are you saying, mate? You've got to be confident. 3-0 Villa. 3-0 Villa. Um, uh, Mr. Watkins is going to score. Uh, Watkins, Ramsey, and Brendia. I... I, I... I want Villa to, to be... Look, Newcastle had their worst defeat of the season against Aston Villa. You know, people might have been questioning whether the wheels are going to come off a little bit. And then I've got a game against Spurs who are recent, you know, not too distant future. were Champions League finalists and have been regular Champions League qualifiers. And they absolutely battered them. And they... I mean, you've got to absolutely take your hats off. You have to, hats if you've got multiple hats, but just, just one hat off to Newcastle. And say that is how you respond to a bad result. We didn't have a bad result against Brentford in the end. It's actually a very good result, but it's not been our usual heights. Is it our recent heights at home? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like recent decent. We want to get back to the heights <laughs> under the lights. Hey, tomorrow night of all nights, and I, I think there needs to be a confident performance. Admittedly, we're, you know, we're a bit injury depleted as a squad. But a confident performance, I think, can really give us some huge momentum going into Man United game. You scrape a 1-0, hey, we'll take it. But I think, as we know with Emery, the performance is, I think, is as important as a result for him. I think he wants to know that we're doing what we did in that Newcastle game, what we did in the Bournemouth game, we're dominating the ball. And I think I think it's really important. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I think the players will want to get back to winning ways. I think they'll want to get uh, revenge from the game at Craven Cottage, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. Get the get the fans behind the team, get an early goal, get one of those fast starts at Villa Park. Let's have it. Yeah. What are you, what are you Well, I'm just going to go for a couple of comments. Uh, Adamski is saying that Martinez is better and he's recovered from illness. Martinez apparently. is better, better than yeah. Olsen. Well, he's definitely better than Olsen, but he's recovered from his illness, okay. apparently. That kind of the, the, the word on the tri- Twitch on, on the Twitch streams, like the word the word and the moles on Twitch are saying that uh he's uh he's better. So that that's good. That's very good. Uh, Michael saying 2 0 Villa. I'm gonna agree with you, Kevin. I think it's gonna be 3 0 Villa. I really do. Um and I think I think Watkins will get a brace and I think Buendia will score. Well maybe um, Mr. Watkins hat trick. No, I don't think you'll get a hat trick, but I, I think I think you'll get two. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm I, I'm really positive about tomorrow. I, I agree with you. I think we're gonna go at them from the off. I think, you know, we've got. I know they've still got a, a quite you know a bit to play for, but I think, I think we've we've just got to really go for it. And I think you know what have we got to lose at the end of the day? You know, you look at Arsenal how they play. They've got so much to lose. You know, like they're going into games knowing that pressure. Whereas we're like, this is amazing. Like we we, we didn't even think we'd get this opportunity five, six weeks ago. Now we're in it. Let's just go out and enjoy it and let's go after it. 
Um, we, were, so, we were saying, like like Uno was saying, it'd be great to finish top 10. Yeah. To finish top 10. You know, it's, you know, for us to not finish top 10 now, we're, we're, Brentford have needed seven points to win us. And, you know, our form's, our recent form's brilliant. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Brentford seven points behind us. Fulham are six points behind us. A big, a big, big win for them would obviously get them closer to us. We win that game. We go in fifth in the league. We go past Tottenham. Exactly, exactly. And all the pressure on Tottenham, all the turmoil there. You know, like you say, Man United going out from, you know, they've got to play them, haven't they, this week? Um, and then they've gone through extra time and penalties. You know, so many, they've got big injuries in their team. There's lots of things that at this game, this wind, hopefully tomorrow that we get, will take us to take us to but yeah absolutely you know Michael says they're one game at a time yes absolutely let's take it one game at a time but tomorrow we can really make a statement and uh, and really push on Richard can I just um can I just throw something out there for you and the rest of our fans um listen Villa fans if we beat Fulham right and then um and Spurs beat Man United and then we beat Man United we will be two points off top four no 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 we're not having it no, no. why not why not Let's just let's just, again. I agree with Michael. Let's take it one game at a no, time. We had a naught point. We had a naught point two percent or naught point seven percent chance of. We're not. We're not point, getting top four. Naught point two net. Who cares? Um, I'm just saying. It's all about pressure, isn't it? Pressure. Yeah, Man United yeah, yeah. deep in the cup competitions. Who knows if it's going to happen or not? Spurs. They might get rid of Stellini and have an interim manager in charge for that game. They've got rid of him. He's gone. He's gone. Well, there you go. He's gone. Stellini's gone, and Ryan Mason's sure. Ryan Mason's the sole manager. So it wouldn't be out of the absolute like depths of possibility that Spurs, even if they get a point against Man United, if we beat Fulham, we know a, a win against Man United. Think about what what that game means. Then you know, if if, if Man United win, I think they've pretty much set themselves to top four. But I'm just saying. Even if it's even if it's a 0.1 possibility, that really goes somewhere, I think, to cement them as a top seven spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, look. You know, it's like the it's like dumb and dumber, isn't it? So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I do yeah, I do you know, yeah, I do think uh, it would be great to obviously put the pressure on, like you say, but I do see us losing a game or two. In this in this time period, like we just just law of averages, never losing again. <laughs> Everyone's telling me to cut you off. <laughs> Have you seen our manager? Putting on Emery. <laughs> yeah. Not losing. Um, I worked it out next season. We get 114 points and win and win and win. He loves it. He loves you. He loves your enthusiasm. Come on, come on. Yeah. Um, no, look, it's it's very very likely. But just for a second, just think about it. Champions League that. music. The, the hairs at the back of your neck into Milan at Villa Park, you know, Real Madrid in the group stages. Bring oh. back Phil King to take a penalty. Oh, be good. No, no, it's the fact that I'm even having this moment on, on a podcast at the end of April that there's an outside possibility for the Champions League when I thought we had a chance of going down six months ago. Is that that's enough for me, Richard? That's enough for me. I'll take it. I'll let you. I just wanted to ask you one more question before we finish, because um, just on sort of news around the Villa Villaverse, um, I did mention it at the start of the, at the start of the um, pod. Um, but the season ticket prices, um, 
he's gone up 15, a good 15%. Sometimes, you know, in terms of like real terms, I think some people are saying it's been almost double. Like if you look at it over the last two seasons, it's a tough, it's a tough one to take, isn't it really at the moment? But where, where do you stand on it? You know, I I think it's, I, I think it's a tough one to take. I also think that, you know, pushing Villa forward and the new ground and all that, and playing in Europe and and bringing better players, and that th- there is there is going to be you know a give and take there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's as difficult as it's been in many many years, isn't it, for a lot of people now? Um, inflation's up. Obviously, there's lots and lots of difficulties in terms of interest rates, and people people hit massively with mortgages, and I'm sure it's been passed on to renters. So it's not easy at, at all at the moment. So it's never a good look when prices go up. The thing is, a lot of prices have gone up in a lot of areas. I didn't don't think it makes it any more palatable because football clubs are seen as being owned by usually billionaires and sometimes states. And um, and therefore, should they be passing it on, on to the fans? But you've you got to think what you want to wish for. You know, there's a huge tens of thousands of people waiting on the season ticket list. And the club, we want all the club to buy great players and pay, you know, better wages to get better players is what you're going to need to do. Um, so I just think it's inevitable. I don't know how does that compare. Do you know how that compares to other other clubs, other sort of top ten clubs? I'd, I'd, yeah. They usually produce some sort of chart, won't they? When the when the um, when all of the season tickets are revealed, I think, I think, yeah, I th- I still think we'd be we'd be in the middle. I, th- I still reckon we'd be in the middle. Um, yeah. Obviously, where they've done this, like and Andy mentions there, there's no, there's not been many news, massive news on the North Stand. They haven't given like a, a specific date of when they're going to start. I think there's, like you said there, they're still working on funding. Um, and they're still working on, you know, how who's going to pay for it, what, how much sponsorship is needed, and stuff like that. So it is a difficult one where where communication isn't exactly kind of open like fully open in terms of the the reasons and 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 what whatnot but obviously gary made the point you know the owners have put a lot of money in they they can't necessarily keep doing it if the business the the footballing business isn't making money you know obviously they're not we don't pay the players wages anymore of it we know that but as a as an operating as a going concern you've got to make a profit for your home matches and and that that's sometimes that's got to happen, and if there's a demand of thirty thousand season ticket holders on the waiting list, you know they they are going to put the prices up a little bit because there's a, there's a massive demand there for people to the yeah. people who will pay it if other people won't, um, and that's that, that's unfortunately unfortunate reality of it at the moment. And yeah, I I think it's it is a difficult one, but I I do think that it's we obviously spent four years in the championship where where season ticket prices were probably frozen for the for the full time we were desperate to try and get keep season ticket holders now we're in this position where we've got a great manager we've got you know potential we're talking we're talking european football you've got to you've got to make hay while the sun shines yeah and look i think there's a lot of big teams like teams that sort of top six top eight teams that are way more expensive for a season ticket than Aston Villa are. I'm sure Arsenal's like over a grand. I'm sure Chelsea, like, you know, Richard said, still cheaper than Chelsea and Spurs. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, it's one of those. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll do payment plans and stuff like that for people. So, I remember when Newcastle did that, you could get a 10-year season ticket or something. <laughs> you know, there's loads of clubs that do different um yeah. obviously different uh incentives to try and keep the number of season ticket holders around 
Um, and yeah, Damsky's up saying, how does the waiting list work? Yeah, it basically, yeah, if you're 30,000, then you have to wait until the, the numbers drop. Uh, obviously, people get taken off the waiting list and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you just literally have to wait until it's your turn to be in the in the, in that group that can potentially get one. Um, yeah, yeah, Andy same Spurs are top of the Spurs are top of the price list. We're we're towards the bottom five, so it'd be interesting to see when when all the prices come out. I'd imagine London clubs are pretty expensive. I'd imagine you know maybe a, a I don't know. I'm trying to think who'd be the cheapest. Maybe a Bournemouth, Brentford, maybe a something like that. Mate, yeah, maybe a Brentford. I'd imagine Bournemouth pretty pricey. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Demand, isn't it? Supply demand. If any, it's like anything, you know, you got that many people people looking for a season ticket, then they can get away with putting the price up a little bit because still, they'll still sell it. Yeah, and, you know, I think sometimes as well, they, they've obviously tried to make the match day experience better, haven't they? You know, bands on, um, you know, you know the the kids zone have tried to do a little bit more with that they're obviously going to build a lot more around the area so you, you know you can imagine this kind of you know what what Tottenham do and what other clubs are doing this match day experience where you you arrive at the ground for 12 o'clock and and there's loads of stuff for you to do and then they want you to stay after the game you know watch the watch the half past five game they want to make it a full day rather than just turning up at half past two going in the ground and then leaving you know and getting one you know a pint at half time if you're lucky they want to make it a, a full experience don't they and that's that's where they'll make the, the 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 money or the profit in terms of the match day experience for for fans yeah they want to turn the whole end uh the bit out, outside the whole end don't they into a terrace as well i think they've said it's yeah. 25 quid a game if you yeah. want to get to the terrace before and after the game so again there's been a bit of negative reaction on it you know not the best views and it, you know but you know, if, if they do it swanky, it looks nice. If people have got a little bit of extra money, maybe they want to, they want to do that, then, you know, it's, it's, as you say, it, it is a different experience than when you go to Villa Park. Um, it will be an unbelievable experience in a few years once they've done, done the plans for the club. You know, they've got the whole sort of box park situation. But, look, I think this is just inevitable now. And, um, yeah, it's just, it is a shame for people because it's obviously there's a big, big-time cost-of-living crisis and people might have to really, really consider whether they can afford to keep the season ticket. The difficult thing is for people that are, people that are really, really going to find it tough is that if you give up your season ticket, you're going to might, you might, you might struggle to get it back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So absolutely. it's, um, yeah. And I think, yeah, but it's, I think it's inevitable it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll finish it there with this comment from Gary. who basically says, if Unai builds it, people will come. And that's, that's, I think the positivity that we've got to have. Well, you never—if you're never going to lose a game ever again, then why would you not want to see that? So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, guys, thank you so much for your comments. Um, thank you um, for watching. It's been a, a really, really enjoyable show. Like we said, a good, solid result against Brentford on Saturday takes us into tomorrow's game against Fulham with some with confidence still, and we believe, and I, I truly believe that we're going to get a great result take us into fifth position in the league fifth position in the league um kev i don't i, I just can't believe i'm saying that but yeah we 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 will be fifth, fifth on position at quarter you're to ten tomorrow you're gonna go at me for talking about champions league you're only one position behind me <laughs> look i'll have a little bit more of your enthusiasm after next after if we beat if we beat fulham and beat united i'll be there with you mate i'll be there with you 
yeah, thank you so much for, for watching. We'll be at the game tomorrow, so come and say hello if you see us. Um, hopefully, three points. We'll be back with talking tactics. We'll be back with a match reaction. And as always, please remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone.